Welcome to the Careers, Employability and Skills podcast from Queen's University Belfast. This episode was recorded during a panel discussion with alumni from our media programme and is hosted by our careers consultant, Emma Lennox. Guys, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, Really, really appreciate it. My goodness, you are busy. See, trying to get alumni from the edit, these are all over the show. Um, I'm going to flip back forward, I've got some questions to ask you, all right? Um, can I ask you quickly just to introduce yourselves, um, what you studied, um, where you are now and what you're doing now. So Leah, go for it. Hi, so my name is Leah and I studied sociology at Queen's. Um, I currently work for the Government Communication Service under GCS Local, which is a strand of Cabinet Office. Um, and my job title is Assistant Campaigns and Stakeholder Manager, and that's what I do now. Dion, you're next. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So my name's Dion. Uh, I studied history and politics, and I spent the last year as a teaching assistant in Madrid, and now in uh, the COVID world, trying to make it as a freelance journalist and sort of editor. So, so <laughs> Neve, where are you at the minute? Hi everyone, so I studied English at Queen's um, and I'm working on a project called Reimagine and Make Me Play. Um, so I'm a project assistant youth ambassador in that and the project involves engaging young people aged 16 to 25 in museums across Northern Ireland using creative and digital media. Um, so that's part of my job and then I also have another part-time role in a department at Queen's as a graduate intern in web and online development. Sounds nice. <laughs> right, Peter, where are you at? Um, so I'm doing some work for Key Radio, the radio station, doing some journalism for them. Um, I've just finished a master's up at Ulster and I've been starting freelance stuff with them since about April. So there's a little cheesy Key Radio microphone that we bring out and about. Um, and I'm also doing a few little bits of freelance for the likes of the Belfast Telegraph and the Sunday Life as well. Very good. Right, so you're all keeping busy then. Um, guys who are like uh, media guys this year, chat function is up. Okay, so if anybody has any questions, get them typed in and I'll do my best to fire them across. Okay, um, first question is going to go to Peter. Peter, let's talk about your time at Queen's. Um, we saw you yesterday on a video, by the way. Okay. Uh, it was a marketing video. It was all about what you get out of Queen's. I was like, oh, oh right. yeah, yeah, I remember doing those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're still being used. I'm sure. Um, can you tell me, what did you do above and beyond simply your degree study to get to where you are now? I just kind of did an absolute ton of work experience here, there and everywhere really. Um, did stuff, I always kind of knew I wanted to go into journalism, but I was doing English, so they don't necessarily match up completely. So I did bits of work experience at BBC Newsround, at ITV This Morning down in London. I did a placement as part of uni, which if you can do, go for it, um, with UTV. I also did other bits at Q Radio and basically all those connections that you build up through those sorts of different work experience. That's kind of how I found that you tend to get a job afterwards, because in the sort of media world, often it's about who you know, which isn't the way it should be. But if you can get those connections and if you can build that experience up, that really does benefit you. Cool. Sounds good. Leah, you're next. Um, by the way, because you're the person sort of, let's talk about the workplace, okay? Yeah. Um, 
what are an employer's expectations of a graduate starting to work in communications? So what what was expected of you from the very start? Well, I think um, what was expected is, I think employers recognise that you are just graduates, you are just fresh out of uni, so you're not going to know absolutely everything. So they really encourage you to ask questions. No question is a stupid question, and they actually want you to ask questions if you're un confused or unsure about something, because it actually shows you're really interested and that you're actually trying hard, you know, to try and get your grasp around a job. It can be hard for people, I don't know. Some people in uni or get a chance to do a placement. I never got a chance to do a placement. So this, like, as my first job, was my first exposure to the working world. And that's a lot for um, a lot of graduates as well. So I think you just have to ask questions and be open-minded. Um, you also want to be proactive um, so that you're constantly doing stuff. And I think a big thing for me, especially in my kind of job, um, was to keep up to date with news and current events. Um, as things are currently evolving and changing, you know, you have to, if you don't, if you're not aware of what's going on in the world around you, it's going to make your job a bit difficult, seeing as most of the time you're reacting to that. Um, I think another thing is just to kind of throw yourself in and um, always be willing to help and learn. And in my job, we're, they were very encouraging um, on doing courses and, um, you know, a way to enhance your learning. I kind of thought, oh, if I go to uni, my learning kind of stops there. But actually it hasn't. I've learned so much more since I've started my job. And they really want you to, you know, be active in that. You can't just, you know, a lot of time it is just nine to five, go to work from home. But they want, you know, there's extra readings. There's on the GCS um, website, which is open for anyone to use. There's loads of resources for extra reading, extra courses, webinars, listening to it and that kind of thing. Um, another thing I asked, I asked because this is kind of like an employer's expectations of what a graduate um, working in communications, I asked the deputy head of my team. And what she said, I'll just read out what she said for me to say. Um, just it's it's useful for you all. Um, so she said, I think the main thing is being proactive and a self-starter, being able to work in a flexible and agile way and flex your skills and experience re relatively quickly. I think the past six months has shown that things are constantly evolving and changing. So I think more people who are driven by the desire to do good communication, whether that means in the circumstances that they're in, and focused on the audience need rather than the business or the organization need. Um, that would reflect on the importance of robust audience and insight data and how we work with local partners. So basically what is important is the, uh, the skill to build up strategic relationships in terms of building that bond rather than keeping everything quite corporate. You know, you want to be able to reach out to loads of different types of people and get your message across. So you kind of need to be flexible in that way. Sounds good. So what is your day-to-day -day life what would be like a typical work day would be like for yourself? Is there one? Yeah, so basically it is always changing. Obviously that has changed with COVID quite a lot. Pre-COVID, I would have, so in my team, I'm based in Northern Ireland, but my team members are all based across the UK, in Edinburgh, Wales, and across England. And um, so all this kind of like online virtual meetings and video calls, it's kind of normal for me because that's what I would have done anyway because we're a locally based team. Um, so before COVID, it would have been a lot of going out and filming stuff meeting with stakeholders and um, talking about um, you know government priorities and um, because we are a local campaigns team we kind of filter through what comes from the central government from number 10 so we would have done a lot of that obviously COVID has changed a lot of that and um, we've been working remotely from home since um, March and um, during COVID for the past few months we have been heavily focused on the PM priorities and his daily announcements mm -hmm. that would be um, circulating that to our local stakeholders in Northern Ireland and getting the message out of key information, key facts. Obviously, 
I don't know about everyone else. It was kind of hard to follow with things changing every day, especially in the early days of lockdown. And um, so it's just basically getting the right information out to businesses so that they um, can share that information. Um, recently, we've been working on a lot of campaigns that just need out to help out. So that would basically be, you know, in the morning, logging on to Twitter and um, scheduling our tweets for that day and um, what we're going to post. Um, we, because we usually, before we'd be out filming a lot of people, we would go and meet with people. We have our own equipment and that. That's really changed because of COVID. So we've had a lot of um, sent us videos of them and then we've had to edit that. So it would be a lot of that. And then also a lot will come into it is obviously we're campaigns based, communications based across all social media, but we also um, take into consider evaluation and how our campaigns run. And I think that's another important note. Um, with everything you do, you need to have, kind of have that objective mind and really be able to evaluate and be like, is what we're doing effective? And if it's not, how do we change that? Yeah, it changes day to day, but it's even changing now since COVID. Um, obviously, it's very weird times for everyone. But um, yeah, a lot of social media stuff, a lot of filming, um, and then a lot of research as well. Um, a lot of times pre-COVID, when we'd have prime minister visits, um, we'd have to do research for that. Such as like media scans, so that he's prepared for when he comes over, you know, um, to move the local news and that. So it was a lot of that as well. Very diverse, I'd say. But you still work. You're still working from home, but in London. Yeah, so I'm working from home in London at the minute because I'm, I'm living with my boyfriend at the minute. But um, I'm based in Northern Ireland, and I'm actually I'm going back in a few weeks because we're holding various virtual academies and. Um, we have the director of the communication service coming over, so we do a lot of visits like that, like a lot of ministerial visits as well. But yeah, working from home in London, but still working for Northern Ireland, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, 2020, everything makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Neve, let's come to you, okay? Because you're doing something a little bit different. Um, can you tell me, how did you get your current job and what was the recruitment process like? Yeah, um, so I'll I'll start off with my um, part-time job with Queen's just because that came first. So that was in April 2019 and it was a bit of an interesting recruitment process. So I had actually applied for a different but similar role um, in Queen's as a communications intern in a totally different apartment, a totally different department went for that interview and I was unsuccessful but I got contact afterwards from HR to say that there was um, a similar role in a different department that they thought that I would be suited for so someone um, in that process was had more experience really than me and they were still impressed with my interview and thought that I would be better suited to a slightly different role in this department so I <laughs> so, I had, so I had um, an interview then for that job in the Centre for Educational Development at Queen's um, and I've been there ever since so it was a one-year internship but it's been extended and um, so I've been able to pick up a bit more experience with them but I suppose maybe what might be more interesting is my role with the museum project so I actually started off there as a participant um, in September just after the summer um, when I graduated, I just applied quite randomly for one of their programmes um, and it was a really broad programme that like involved lots of different digital technologies and creative processes of so things like 3D printing, digital fabrication, illustration, a bit of event management, really a bit of everything, but then also combining this with working with creators 
collections and museum staff to try and make the museum somewhere that appealed to young people and I absolutely loved doing that it was it was really a really different experience of the museum for me I hadn't really you know been a big museum goer before that but being part of that project gave me a very different perspective and it really enabled me to bring my own interests and skills so in that program I decided I was going to write a blog about our experiences and then that kind of led on to other opportunities for me with the project. So um, like recently there are November of last year, I got to go to a social media takeover day um, at the National Lottery Heritage Fund's headquarters in London and kind of progressing on to different volunteering opportunities, different kind of ambassador, youth ambassador opportunities like that gave me the experience that got me this role. So it was a new role um, just uh, created in February this year for a youth ambassador for the project and sort of also to be a project assistant. So I applied for that and really used the experience that I had garnered as a participant and as a volunteer. And I got the job and I've been in it now for about six months and absolutely love getting to sort of contribute back to that project that I got so much from as a participant as well. Grand, I like that one. Um, I can't believe you didn't go to museums before and you still landed a job doing museum outreach. I'm a case study. <laughs> <laughs> that is not really the way you're meant to go into it. Um, let's come across to Dion who is very patiently sitting there. Uh, Dion, what skills have you taken from your degree that you use in your work life now? And is there anything you wish you'd done while you were at Queen's? Uh, well, obviously, uh, doing journalism and editing, obviously, writing from uh, my degree uh, obviously helps. Also, I would say because I have more experience with the sort of teaching because I spent the last year teaching so I could also talk I mean giving presentations <laughs> as a different audience whenever you're in front of you know 30 12 year old Spanish kids who really <laughs> really would rather not be there than your uni class but um, yeah, that definitely helped also. Um, what did you get involved when you were at Queen's? What sort of stuff did you get involved in? Like were you in the clubs and societies and things or? So I was mostly the edit and I was the news editor in the gown. So it was very journalism orientated. Kind of knew that, that was the path that I wanted to go down. Um, and then I... Um, yeah, I think that I think those were the two that I was mostly involved in. Um, so obviously they also help with freelance writing, editing, um, the multimedia aspect of the edit was um, really good because I had no experience with that whatsoever before. So being able to learn video skills, camera skills, um, and I, before the edit, I'd never been in, I don't think I've ever been in like a, a video other than a home video. So it was kind of a unique experience. 
<laughs> These so, guys have had to do it all online this week. Can you imagine having Stephen Mullen doing an online version of what you guys yeah, did three days? Yeah, no. Those guys had to do three. Certainly three unique. <laughs> yes, um, yes, no, it, it, it was fun. Um, I think we have Michael here. Michael, you there? Can you hear me, yeah? Yeah, we can hear you. <laughs> Finally. I don't know what was going on. Teams, that's completely blown up on my end, but I'm here. Yay! We finally have a full panel. I'm going to go back and ask Michael the question, the same question I asked Peter, actually. Guys, if you have any questions, you need to get them in the chat, okay? Because we always end up getting loads of them at the very end. Michael, thank you for joining us. Um, could you introduce yourself? Where are you at the minute? I'm at home. I've been home for about four months, unbelievably. Michael, that doesn't um, help. Where's home? Oh, like, well... Newry, outside Newry, Northern Ireland. <laughs> no, I'm stocky. <laughs> um, do you want to introduce yourself and um, what you're doing? And could you give us a wee bit about what did you do whenever you were at Queen's above and beyond your degree study? Because I know you didn't just do just your degree. You're a bit like Peter. What else did you do? Yeah, so well, I did film at Queen's. Um, that was a graduate a few years ago now. Um, so I'm currently working uh, as a journalist and producer at Sky Sports News. Um, so I'm living in London, but because of this whole pandemic stuff, I've been working from home, and that's been home home. So I've been back here basically. Um, but um, the job consists of the articles that you'll see on the website and the app, uh, and then the videos as well. And it's quite versatile because I'll sometimes be packages for the actual Sky Sports News TV output. Um, and then we do other things where there'll be Sky News bulletins for the actual or bulletins for the actual Sky News program itself. And um, there's different stuff like there'll be a 25-minute sports bulletin which goes out to New Zealand every day, and there's, there'll be times when you're producing that yourself, working with directors and presenters, and just kind of basically producing the news each day as it comes. Um, so. How I got there was, I did film at Queen's, as I said, which was obviously giving me kind of video experience and editing experience. But for me, the main um, points of experience, which were crucial for my job, was the stuff I did outside of Queen's, which was, it started off Queen's Radio, actually. That was probably where it kicked off, basically just myself using a title that I made up for myself and sports editor for Queen's Radio, even though that wasn't the thing. But uh, you I said, just make a job up for yourself. Yeah, I was like, well, I'm I admire that. Okay, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Queen's Radio, and I just told everybody in emails that's what it was. Uh, and then I thought of the things like the time, sports personality, the year which went Belfast. So just things like that where I set an email out, chance on my arm, basically, and then you'd be surprised where you can get by just doing that. Um, and you get you can get interviews and things like out of that, different events different contacts you can meet along the way by doing that and um, just through one year's work um, experience initially at BBC in Belfast and then uh, we, I was going out and covering um, Northern Irish League matches for BBC and uh, yeah just obviously started I mean, it's it, as I said, it all started off Queen's Radio, but BBC then came of that. There was a Channel 4 pop-up event in Belfast at the time, which I went to. 
um, which was like a journalism workshop sort of thing. Um, and then through that, that got me to London a few times for work experience at Channel 4, um, Channel 4 itself, and then Channel 4 News, and um, then a sports production company who Channel 4 uh, a stake in. So it, it's, you don't actually, like I never planned to do those things. It was a case of what can I do at the time when I was at Queen's to get experience basically. And Queen's Radio was the start. And then you kind of take it from there. You kind of put your all into what you're doing at the time. And then opportunities, I find anyway, just kind of came your way. And then if you put yourself in a position to take them, then you don't know where it can take from there. Good questions come in here from Dara. Do you use, use, I like that. Do you have any, use, plural, come on guys, these are English students. Do you have any general tips and advice for getting a job after you graduate? And when did you start actually looking for graduate roles? Does anybody want to take that? I don't mind who. Um, yeah, I don't mind saying a bit on that. Go for it. Yeah, so basically, um, I don't know if a lot of people panic, but I think when I got to second year in uni, I realised that I wasn't doing the degree that I wanted to do and completely panicked about what job I was going to get. Um, basically, I just tried to get involved with as many things as possible. Um, and I was on the careers portal on uh, Queen. Literally, I'd get the email updates from them. When I was sitting trying to write my dissertation library, I'd just scroll through it, you know, fascinating. And that's how I came across the uh, my job. So initially, I was an intern. And it was an internship program that then got extended. Um, so really, I would just try and, like, look about and just kind of, as Michael even said, like, just kind of chant your arm and just email places and just keep your eye out on things. Um, and just kind of keep looking. You know, you're not going to, something not just been everything going to pop up one time like it was by chance that I came across it so just keep kind of checking in all your networks and um I even think now like LinkedIn's a really good opportunity for kind of seeing what's going on and what are opportunities are coming up. Anybody else want to take a, uh, a good way of um going oh. the is asking to meet people for coffees and stuff as simple as that sounds um and it sounds the aspect cliche as well but it actually is true um sending people an email and appreciating that people get emails all the time especially in that line of work and that you probably won't get a reply to your first email or your second email but you might get one you might get a reply to your fourth or fifth and then if you meet somebody in person you'll stick in their heads a lot more so than than just say talking through email and like i i find personally i didn't apply for a job at Sky Sports News that I never once um, like went through a process of applying for a job and then getting that interview and then getting the job and that's what I work in now, that never happened. It was a case of getting work experience or getting your foot in the door through a contact or somebody you, you may know or somebody who a contact you have might know or something like that. And then any chance you get to speak to somebody or to show them what work you can do, give it your best shot, basically, and through that, you can self into. Okay. Dion, do you want to have a go? Uh, yeah, so I would say um, if there's anything you're remotely interested in, definitely try it out. Also, as Michael said, talk to people in the the in that job and see also if it's something that you still like to. Uh, go forward with but definitely if you have any interest whatsoever in anything try it out because you'll never know if you like it or not unless you try it 
and also I don't know Emma will maybe cut my stream here but definitely <laughs> ask uh, for advice from the career service because they are they, they were a godsend for me especially Emma she helped me um, find my teaching job and helped me apply for it the whole process so I still remember your careers consultation. I remember you coming yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I don't know if I'd have been able to get it without Emma's help. She actually is fantastic, so definitely. I didn't even pay him to say that. <laughs> I'll just sit here and polish my nails. Like. <laughs> right, you guys have all been in work now for a wee while. Um, I remember my first days in new jobs, and some of them were an absolute nightmare. Um, what sort of advice would you give to students who are maybe that they're going out now, they want to try and get the experience, you've inspired them and they want to start an email and stuff. Any good ideas of, okay, first day in, don't break the photocopier, but what else? What makes you stand out as a good employee? Neve, you've been quiet and then I'm going to ask Peter. Um, that's a good question. I feel like I'm going to end up reiterating what people have already said, like Leah sort of mentioned earlier and that asking questions um, is a good kind of kind of way to show show your interest, but also kind of use as an opportunity to suggest as well. So I think not going into a job with the mindset of, you know, people have expectations of me, like also bring your own interests and bring your own skills to a job. You know, pe people are going to have a certain expectation but you can show them that you have initiative and that you have uh, your own ideas and your own interests your expectations for that job and you know what you can bring to it no one knows that better than you do so you know have have that confidence in yourself and see it as more of a two-way street really rather than you're just there to show up and do a job description set for say yeah there's a there's a way to kind of create your own job role Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. Like when I started in this job, it, it was not what I'm currently doing. <laughs> you know, I've been expected to come up with ideas and to do new stuff. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I didn't apply for this, but yeah, whatever, it's worked. Peter, what would you what would you say? I would say the exact the exact same that just go out there and do literally everything and just it's really weird because I've come into this job and I think I've met my colleagues twice and I've been into the office twice. So it's really weird because everything is literally on a WhatsApp group chat and that's what everything is, which is a really difficult way to kind of get started with things. Mm. But it makes you really independent work. You do all the stuff yourself. You don't always have to kind of have someone right next to you. You've got to have that initiative to kind of go forwards and do stuff yourself. So even if you are working in an office in a few months time when things are back to normal, hopefully, then just go out there and still do everything that you can do. Really just, it sounds stupid, but show off and show what you can do because it's always in, in the sort of world that I'm in it's freelance and especially with uncertainty in terms of economics and stuff your job could be cut at any time so it's all about you just kind of showing that you're the very best person for the job and that if another job comes up in the future with another employer that you have the absolute perfect skills to go for that and just kind of completely promote yourself it's what you've got to do in this sort of world so LinkedIn if you want to go into news and journalism, Twitter is brilliant just to completely show off on that. Um, if you can get some freelance articles in different places, that's brilliant as well. So just go for whatever you can, really. 
But Peter, you're building up a bit of a portfolio anyway, because I've yeah. seen some of your stuff on papers and I've seen it on Twitter and things. So, you know, if you go to for a, a future job, you're like, look at my back catalogue, look what I've exactly. got going on here. That's the so, thing, just, just can't be able to show that you're not just a one trick pony that I'm just doing radio or something. Show that you can do online, you can do tweeting, you can do social media videos, you can do a serious newspaper article, you can do a feature, a comment. It's just something to really show you as all-rounded because quite often it's a case of you're going for whatever job in journalism there is maybe and you want to be able to say oh yeah I've got print here or I've got social video stuff here. So it's all kind of showing you've got different skills here, there and everywhere really. Or you could do what Neve did and go, yeah, I know everything about museums yeah. and blag your way into a job anyway. Um, and you've got a video from Queen's now as well. Where are you started outside the City Hall? Um, good question from Claire. Would you have done um, your own final year any differently? That's a good question. Would you have changed anything in your last year? To do with careers? <laughs> I almost, thinking back, I feel like my final year was when I was doing everything. If anything, I would have changed first and second year um, and tried, you know, to get more in there. I think final year was almost the panic for me or I was trying to like soak up everything that I could. Um, but if you're feeling like that at the minute, if you if you feel like, you know, you're just starting on your final year, I think it's about finding a balance because you do want to get as much experience as you can but at the same time you need to find the balance with your studies and with you know any other pressures that you have like part-time work and things and don't fall into the trap of taking on too much but not doing it well like for example with the edit you're going to want to make the most of it that you can and get involved in different things and if you're sitting putting your name down for everything you're not going to get that opportunity so like it's definitely about striking a balance and then also just kind of seeing your professional development as something that will extend beyond your degree as well like this isn't your only time that you're able to develop your skills like and that's actually quite difficult as well I think when you're in university and you're used to the structures like careers and you're used to these places where you can find information that can be difficult to see those opportunities afterwards but this is my excellent plug now for my job so we offer skills-based free programs for 16 to 25 year olds in museums. There's a great range of things. Obviously, they used to be physically in museums, but now they're online. Um, and that's one of the things I really loved about my job was it gave me a space to still be creative and still develop all these skills and interests that I had beyond uni whenever I didn't have those sort of structures anymore. And I was, you know, feeling that that loss. I've had a look at yeah, them actually, they're really good. So I'm like, good. thanks for that one. <laughs> that's a really good question. Does anybody else want to answer that? Would you do anything differently in your final year if you had to go back again? No, we all enjoyed it. Um, great question from Kirsty. Do you think having a journalism master's gives you more access to journalism opportunities than just an undergrad degree? Michael, you did. You went on and did a master's, didn't you? Um, yeah, I did. Right, what was it like? I just master's, um, which was obviously primarily sport based, but in saying that, there was a lot of core journalism modules within it. Um, I would say as long as the course is NCTJ accredited, mm -hmm. um, which 
and maybe if you've done an undergrad in journalism, that would be. But if it's the master's journalism degree you're doing, make sure you're doing your NCTJs. Because um, that's basically that's what's going to make you stand out to professionals. Um, it shows that you'll be qualified in areas like media law. Um, you'll do a bit of shorthand, which I did. Um, I don't know whether it's, I think Peter's done it as well by his reaction yeah. to that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really think it's worthwhile, but it's actually good fun. And um, I think, if anything, it shows to employers that if you're committed to learning that, it shows you've got a commitment to the job as such. So make sure it's NCTJ accredited. That's the number one thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, for me, doing a master's in that did help me get contacts um yeah absolutely i would i think there's a lot of journalism courses out there which are maybe not so good in comparison to others um i know the course in university of ulster is good i did the one i did because it was sport related and it was in london and i basically had the idea of moving there to be honest with you um so that's i mean for instance before i had even started my masters the masters um director i put me in contact with uh, harlequin's rugby club who were based near the uni so before i'd even moved there i had a job interview there and that was nothing out of my own doing that was out of him so it'll get you contacts absolutely so nctj is number one thing and yeah it's a good way to build contacts and a good way to build contacts within your, your peers who are also doing the course i mean i still talk to people who was on the who were on the course with me today and a couple of them I work with so definitely yeah I I would just repeat absolutely everything that Michael has just said there about a course like he says make sure it's NCTJ I think there's also a broadcasting version which is good um, I went to Coleraine and did mine up at there which is really good and yes the course is brilliant but the course is not a substitute for hands-on direct experience. It's all well and good learning all the theory, all the shorthand, however many hours you practice it for, and the law. You need all that sort of stuff, but at the same time, it's that experience. So if I hadn't done three days of work experience for Q Radio at the beginning of March before the pandemic, I wouldn't be in this role today, for instance. So it's, if you build up those connections, then that's how you get the job at the end of it. And it is a kind of a catch train to, to get those connections and to get those job opportunities, you've got to do the masters. But then to get on the masters, you need those sorts of experiences as well. So try and even get those experiences now because they will really pay off in months to come, I'd say. Okay. I'm going to ask you one last question um, just to give the guys time if you want to type something, okay? Because I'm aware that it's also lunchtime and these guys are actually working. So they have to go back to their actual jobs and get a sandwich as well. Um, if you had one piece of advice that you could give to these guys, um, for going through the edit this year, doing the media programme, working in this sector after, what what would you encourage them to do? What would you want them to say? What would you want to say to them? I'll ask Leah first. Um, I would just say make the most of the edit and all the opportunities it's going to give you. I know that a lot of the stuff, because my degree wasn't relevant to the job that I went into, all the stuff I learned in the edit, all the video editing, all the social media management, um, all that kind of stuff has basically that helped me get my job that I have today so I'd really just take every opportunity you can but and give it your chance to practice you know I don't know what other people but you know this is probably going to be your most uh, recent experience before you go into the working world 
do want to make it the most relevant and just make the most out of it. I honestly like the edit has given me so many skills that I actually use in my job now um, and so many different techniques. So I just really make the most of the time that you've got and to practice things and to try out things. When you go do a job, you could be like, okay, well, I did this previously, but this is how I think we could evolve on that. Um, and there's a lot of times I've done that that I was like, oh, I've done this before, I could do this now. Um, so yeah, I just really make the most of all the opportunities you have through the edit. And yeah, get the practice in while you can, and then you'll be able to use it as examples um, for when you really apply to jobs. That's it. And this year we're, we're totally online as well. We're not even able to do the paper version. So um, everybody's blogging. <laughs> mm, <great. laughs> um, Dion, what would you suggest? Uh, so sort of similar to what Leah said, I uh, would say just be a sponge. Learn everything that you're taught because that, mm, all of it's valuable. And um, not just on the writing side, on the multimedia side, everything because it's it's all. If this is journalism or communications is something that you want to do, it's all useful, and it will give you uh, a leg up on your competition. Um, say other people who went to other universities who haven't had this opportunity. So, so make sure you learn. You get to use the Queen's brand behind it and you've got a, a reference for a future job. Providing you make all your deadlines, like like don't make on your deadlines and ask me, that's not gonna happen. Um Neve, what would you advise? Um so something everybody seems to be mentioning is to take, you know, advantage of all the opportunities that are open to you and to try everything. But it also kind of note um that it's really useful if you can keep track. Um, of all the experience that you gain like it's something I am preaching here but I should really be better at doing myself but get a work document or get some sort of track of everything that you've been doing and then when you're applying for jobs think about kind of the language in the job description or like what exactly they're highlighting as a priority and then look at the experience you have and adapt it to that role so like for example my job with Queen's with the internship I definitely got that as a result of the experience I gained through this media program but it was me being able to see the connection between what they were asking for and what I had done and like highlighting that in the interview so I easily could have done that interview not mentioned what I needed to mention and not have gotten it so it's not enough just to do the experience and get it but know, know how, to, how to highlight it and how to sell it afterwards that's equally as important Right, I'm going to tape that and I'm <laughs> going to play that in every career session I ever do because all preach. Thank you, Neve. Somebody has listened. Um, <laughs> Michael, piece of advice. Um, I would say think about where you want to say in a year's time, maybe two years' time, and what skills you would like to develop now in order to get there and how you can use the edits to develop those skills now um and i mean that could be something that you've never done before i mean maybe you've never shot a video maybe you've never set up armor to interview somebody and that can be something you can do now and if you make a mistake you make a mistake now's the perfect time to make mistakes um and i would say you can i think you can use this to build contacts in the industry i mean say if, if it's journalism you want to go into 
why not interview a journalist? Um, and then while you're doing that, it's almost, I think at this stage, it's the conversations you have outside of the interviews which are as important as the interviews themselves. I mean, the interviews help you develop those skills and learn how to do those things, but you'll build that rapport, that contact with that person, that contact can then be used in the future, that sort of thing. Um, or you can, if you're interviewing a journalist about whatever it may be, you can then say to them, what did you do in my, in my, in your, in my stage of your career sort of thing? Um, and then they can give you advice, build upon that. So I guess it's getting out there. I mean, it's difficult right now to do that. But getting out there and opening as many doors as possible within the time you're on the edit, I think this is the number one thing to do. Some people do actually feel a wee bit braver having the the edit the media program behind them. If you look back at some of the previous editions, people, I can't remember if any of you guys were on the team that they edit the guy, they interviewed the guy who worked for Disney, and I've got some really good broadcasters and stuff. I'm like, I don't think maybe that student would have had the the confidence to do that off their own bat. But if you say I'm here from Queens, that you know yeah. they're they're happy to do that. Um, any what? skill? Oh, sorry, Michael. You actually, if, if it's interviews you want to do, I, I know it's kind of, we don't know what's going on with lockdown and stuff, but I found during lockdown is when people are actually most up for speaking to people because they haven't got much else to do. So even if it's a Zoom interview, then that, that, that's still an interview. And then you can say to somebody, to an employer in the future, I've interviewed this person. And it could be a name which you might have thought you might not have got, but you did. Like, there's no way I would have got you guys all together in the Student Guidance Centre for today. Like, we don't have the budget to fly Dion back from Madrid, you know, so in, in some ways it's actually made this more accessible. Um, Thomas has a good question. Any skill you wish you'd developed or learned earlier in your career? For me, it's definitely video and it's been a baptism of fire over lockdown, Like, Anything you wish you'd like, mm, I wish I'd tapped into that a bit sooner. I would like to learn a language, which I haven't done yet. I keep saying I want to, and I'm not—I'm that guy who says he's going to learn my language and doesn't. But yeah, you learn shorthand, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> we have any other questions? Are we all are we all okay, guys? Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. It is very hard to get you guys in the one place at one time. Um, I know you're very busy. I know you're all over the show. And it's just been lovely to see you. It's just, it's just been really nice. We're like, oh, it's just been really good catch up. Apologies, I get excited about my, my media guys. Um, thank you so much. I, I really, and it's so encouraging to see where you've gone and what you've gone on and done. And um, yeah, you've pursued it. Very proud mummy here. All right. <laughs> um, current video guys, I will see you at quarter to two <laughs> because we love our meetings today. Um, I'd say if you have any other questions, I can fire them across to these guys and we'll see if we can get back as well. All right. Is everybody happy? Thank you so much. It was so good to see you guys again. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Emma. Good to see you. You've been listening to a podcast from the Careers, Employability and Skills team at Queen's. Music by Ben Sound. 
For more details on how you can get involved with careers at Queen's, please visit our website at go.qub.ac.uk forward slash careers.